Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. C question mark AM. Written by Poseidon underscore underscore underscore. Galactic Center Auditorium 3. And now to start off the annual Galactic Empire Agricultural Quota presentations. The Terrans. General applause. Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan Maroon. For the past 25 of our Earth years, my colleagues and I have been genetically designing a completely new species of organism. We have built this new species from the ground up with one goal in mind, to act as a natural fertilizer for crops. One that is completely autonomous and requires little to no maintenance or fuel. We hope that this will revolutionize the Empire's agricultural sector and allow our glorious Empire to better feed his occupancy armies. And now I reveal to you our yes yet unnamed species. A hologram on the display is a creature with four legs and a green coloring. The species is composed of photosynthetic cells along with an epidermis, allowing for energy collection in daylight. In addition, we have taken some genes from the natural Rhizombium genus of bacteria on Earth, allowing it to fix nitrogen from the atmosphere into its body, and ready itself for fertilization. We have also taken genes from the genus Hydra, allowing for incredible regenerative properties. Now, you may ask how this organism acts as an autonomous fertilizer. You see, the organism fixes the nitrogen in one of two ways, determined completely by chance. One root produces an industrial fertilizer, the other produces nitroglycerin, the spreading agent. As you can see in the hologram, the anatomy of the species contains an organ where all of the nitroglycerin is concentrated. Once full, the species will either detonate or enter a passive mode, depending on the environment. During the day, it will continue to photosynthesize and build up sugars. At night, however, it'll look for nearby scarecrows that grow its place in their fields, and it'll slowly approach the scarecrow and then detonate. Upon detonation, each photosynthetic cell reverts to an embryonic state similar to that of Earth's hydra. The cells will slowly replicate during the day, but still spread along the ground. Once night falls, the cells coalesce back into a recognizable form of the species, and it begins fixing nitrogen once again and begins the cycle anew. The detonation of the species spreads the fertilizer stored throughout its body along the ground, or without sapient involvement. With strategic placement of scarecrows, one can cover the fields very efficiently and quickly. The scarecrows will require placement every so often, but they are cheap and durable. 
As is humanity's agricultural representative, this quota representation, I humbly present the end of our presentation, and bestow the hospital law of naming the species upon the glorious emperor, and with that I hand off the presentation to Dignius, General of Provence. Earth, ruins of the Earthful Office. Do you think they bought it? They better have. We spent the last hundred years under the boot of those Xeno scum, and from our intelligence, we now know their current fertilizer systems are woefully inadequate. They should jump at this chance to better repress all the sapiens under their boots. You're right. We'll have our revenge. Zerth, farming sector, para. I'll never forget those eyes, Rahab. Me either. They glow red, with a malevolence to them that you can't understand. And they creep up at you too. They're so silent, it's terrifying. Barra reflected on the creature. The utter silence on the night interrupted by a hiss, followed by an explosion. The emotionless face without any expressions due to the lack of facial muscles. He shuddered. Both of you, stop being a bunch of yellow-bellied humans. They've got no brain, they've got no thought, just instinct. And look at our crop yields. In the last six months, since we've implemented the humans' newest tithe, our crop yields have doubled. Once this spreads to the rest of the Empire farms, not a single species will ever think of resisting with all the soldiers that we'll be able to feed. In unison, Rahap and Para sighed. Yes, Overseer. Earth, Project Pickaxe Laboratories. Were our simulations accurate? Yes, sir. As predicted, the organisms that make more nitroglycerin detonate with far more power and spread greater distances. They also explode sooner, and the patches on the ground are nice space to other members of their species. Already, the Empire's farms are seeing shallow craters appear whenever they explode. Soon, the organisms will reach the maximum nitroglycerin counts, and will adapt in other ways. Furthermore, it seems that there are only a few Empire farming planets left without the organisms, and more shipments are being delivered. Good. What about the targeting system? That has yet to show up in any of the planets, but it never shows up in the simulation until after the nitroglycerin cap is reached. Notify me when it first pops up. Dismissed. Rykor, farming sector, Rylo. Rylo was a monitoring duty watching the, uh, creepers as the others began calling them, walk about silently, hunting. The scarecrows the humans had provided them with looked suspiciously like him and his fellow Imperials. He watched as one walked up to one of the scarecrows a good fifty meters away. He heard a hiss as it began its detonation, and then watched as the fireball engulfed the scarecrow. Was it just him, or were these explosions bigger than they were a year ago? The sight of the scarecrow on fire sent a chill down his spine. The shape of the imperial burning. If he didn't know any better, he'd think the humans were trying to send a message. But no. The Emperor himself crushed the human rebellion fifty years ago, booting out all resistance. It was a massacre. All of the futile resistance members rounded up, identified, and then vaporized with their families. Ever since then, humanity realized their error. The Empire was going nowhere, so 
He laid back and relaxed, confident in his and his people's security. Yes! Only one thing ran through Ryder's mind. Creeper. The explosion flung him against the side of the shack where he and his co-workers were living for the next two-week shift. His arm landed five meters away, with the golden blood of Imperial streaming out of the stump still on his body. His golden blood also streamed out of his ears, and the ringing refused to cease. The door flung open and Frasis saw him slumped against the side of the shack. Quick, call the transport for the medical center. Something's happened to Rilo. Rilo passed out. Rykor, medical sector, Nurse Zyka. Nurse, over here, third degree burns, limb missing at joint. Imperial appears to have been an accident in the fields. Zyka looked at the Imperial being transported past her. Burns all over his, her body, and the golden blood spurting out. Part of her was glad that one of the beings who viciously oppressed her species was in pain, but she had pledged her life to medicine and repairing others' injuries, no matter who they may be. We need the blood transfusion as soon as possible. If he, she had decided the Imperial was a male beneath all the burns, was going to survive, then his blood going to have to be a type G. They didn't have any other transfusions for Imperials because the Empire was convinced that they would never need them. Blood type J, Zyka. Then there's not a lot we can do. Let's get some fluids into him and bandage his appendage. Maybe he'll get lucky. Earth, Project Pickaxe Laboratories. Sir, the first reports of injuries due to the organisms have arrived. On the farming planet Rykor, an Imperial had his arm blown off and third-degree burns on half of his body. He succumbed to his injuries five hours after the incident occurred. Apparently, his injuries wouldn't have been fatal if they'd had the proper blood ready for transfusion. So the targeting system has shown up, or was it just a fluke? Not sure yet, sir. Due to the nature of the creatures, we can't perform an autopsy, and unlike the nitroglycerin production, there's no raw data we can reference. We have to wait and see. How will we know? We'll stop getting new orders for scarecrows. Any idea how it works? The current hypothesis is that it's just a mutation. We engineered them to explode near scarecrows that looked like Imperials. We don't know what it is, but it appears to allow more freedom, allowing them to target both Scarecrows and Imperials. There's a reason we designed them to look similar. So long as the Xenoscum are dying, I'm fine with it. The bastards deserve it. Earth, ruins of the Oval Office. How is our revenge coming along? According to the scientists, quite well, those half-foot Imperials bought it hook, line, and sinker after the unveiling. In the year and a half since, the unstable DNA that we built into the ground up mutated rapidly and has resulted in significant increases in explosive power. Recently, they've stopped targeting our training scarecrows and are now targeting the real thing. What conditions are the Xenofields in? Remember, we don't want to just kill a couple low-level pieces of Imperial crap. We want to collapse the precious empire. No reports as of yet, sir, but they've started to spread beyond the fields as well. The spaceports have reported explosions, but haven't yet identified the cause. 
Glad that we chose to go with nocturnal activation. The spores on the ground aren't noticeable until they form the main creature in the darkness. I can only imagine the terror on the faces when they see the horde of them marching through the darkness. How much longer would it take? I've waited 50 years for this, and I've only got a couple months left. Then you'll be around for the end. It's already inevitable. They're too far spread. Then I shall die with a smile on my face and a curse on my lips. Earth, New DC. Sir, you can only be with him for a few minutes. I'm sorry. Don't be. It won't be long. I just have to deliver a message. All right, you have ten minutes. Hello, sir. Before I say anything else, I want you to watch this. He begins playing a video. It shows the emperor giving a speech, reassuring the crowd that there is no food shortage and that anyone caught spreading further lies will be whipped and strung up a pole. The speech was taking place in front of the imperial palace, large and imposing behind the emperor. The darkness behind the emperor suddenly had two red dots in it, full of malevolence. Then another pair appeared, and another, and soon there were twenty pairs of vicious red dots in the darkness behind the emperor, with more forming each second as the day turned to night. They began creeping into the light, their still faces fixed upon the emperor's engrossed in his speech. The security detail was busy scanning the crowd for unruly protesters, and the creatures got closer and closer, then one stopped two meters behind the emperor. The security detail finally saw, brought their weapons up, and fired. But it was too late. Yes! The resulting explosion blew the emperor to pieces, broadcast all across the empire as all of his speeches were mandatory to watch for all imperials. Video ends with an eyeball flying into the camera. The old man smiled, but with a voice that was all business asked, Their empire is falling to pieces then. Can't imagine there's much peace with the death of the head of the state on live feed. You are correct, sir. Earth and the other human planets were the first to declare independence and are now the Terran Confederacy. Other species weren't prepared like we were, but they are rioting in the streets, killing Imperials that are dumbstruck by the Emperor's death. It's a new day in the galaxy, thanks to you, old man. No, I just took my revenge. Nothing less, nothing more. Lying in the hospital bed, he reached for his cane and opened it. Inside were two things, a picture of his family and a crystal-like knife. The old man took a look at his family and looked at the knife. I'm dying on my own terms, not the scrap those Xenos gave me in the past party gift. I understand, sir. With that, the old man calmly inserted the crystal knife between his ribs and stopped his own heart. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a 
Fantastic time until then. Cheers.